Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now, Saturday, October 22nd. Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, Vito, who's with us on weekends. It's a full house. And back with us, once again, we had him join us in the playoffs last year. Kyle Bond is back as well. Kyle, we'll start with you just to say hello. Welcome back to the Ice Guys. Great to have you. Appreciate it. Um, good to be back. Uh, I think last time I was on was in the playoffs. Don't remember our results. I think they were, they were all right, though. You did well. I think you did. I think you had a good call in the Tampa. There's Tampa Bay was playing that day, and I know we you swept the board with that. You had a good day. You had a winning day, which is more than I can say about yesterday's results with Detroit blowing a lead for me and uh, Colorado's offense disappearing against Seattle. But it's a huge card today. We don't have much time to talk about yesterday. I will say the one thing I got right on yesterday's show was Curtis McDermott and Jamie Oleksiak dropping the gloves in the Seattle-Colorado game. I, I can't believe it actually happened because I said a fight would happen with McDermott playing and that Oleksiak probably is most likely opponent. And that's yeah. exactly what happened in that game last night. Crazy. You know, it's funny. I've been talking about it for years. I said this, and I thought there was a couple offshores that did have it at one point in time, but there should be a prop of will there be a fight in the game. You would have nailed it perfectly. If you could have, if only you could have had a player prop option for, for a fight, that would have been a, a huge cash, but a, but a great call, no less. Like you said, you know, just knowing the teams and knowing the players and, and seeing, you know, those are two of the bigger guys. And, you know, uh, coming up this week, we'll have some stuff that's kind of related to fighting. Uh, you know, we have our guest, Jerry Rosehill, coming on and, we're going to do a couple of fun things and some, some stuff that will be on the Patreon uh, uh, page as well regarding some fighters and stuff. So, uh, you know, like I said, great call with that one. Even though the games were kind of a, a bit wonky, especially that uh, Seattle, Colorado, no score first period, and all of a sudden it seems like all hell is going to break loose offensively, but still fails uh, to get all the way over in Seattle getting the win in overtime. So. Yeah, no doubt. And Colorado all of a sudden back-to-back -back home losses for them. Uh, to Winnipeg and Seattle, and they're trying to, and they're up playing tonight on a back-to-back -back against Vegas. So we will get to that game as well. But let's start with two games that are about to drop the puck ten minutes from now: San Jose Sharks, New Jersey Devils. New Jersey minus two hundred home favorite, six and a half the total. Um, I, San Jose, give them credit, first win of the season against the New York Rangers of all teams, which who have gotten off to this terrific start, legit Stanley Cup contenders, and San Jose beats them in overtime. But it wasn't the most clean game from the Rangers, a lot of turnovers, a lot of sloppy play with the puck. We'll see if the San Jose Sharks uh, can uh, continue to keep the momentum going, getting their first win. I'm not so sure. This is These bad teams, I don't trust them You know, to string wins together. You know, that's just the way it is. Look at Arizona. You know, you play a great game against Toronto and you get your ass beat and handed to you by the Montreal Canadiens the next game. So there's no consistency whatsoever with these bad teams. It kind of feels like we could see that here. Certainly, early start time for a West Coast team on this road trip is not advantageous for the Sharks. So I have a small bet here on New Jersey in regulation around minus 125. Devils are starting to fix some of their stuff. Uh, they beat uh, Anaheim. Uh, they ended up uh, beating... Uh, uh, the Islanders in a nice, impressive win in their last game, uh, starting to at least tighten things up a little bit defensively. And if they can do that, they've got the offense. So I'm going to go Devils in regulation, just a small bet to get the day started. Alex, what about you, Sharks Devil? Yeah, this is one I'm going to have to pass. Uh, like I said, this is definitely a spot where I can only look New Jersey, but I'm still not even at a regulation uh, spot, not trying to lay that kind of a price. Uh, San Jose is just brutal right now. And you wonder, you know, as they get toward the tail end of the trip, you know, well, the fatigue, well, they just kind of bottom out. Of course, we'll be getting ready to, you know, back them in a spot where they're back at home, which is something we really love to do with San Jose. Historically, it hasn't always been uh, as strong as it was maybe, say, you know, uh, seven or eight years ago, which is funny because those are better Sharks teams. But uh, with this one as bad as they are right now and, and this, this terrible form, we might see a return to betting 
on San Jose in those first games back after those long road trips. Yeah, no question. Keep an eye on that. We know we're just waiting to pounce, Alex and I, with fading San Jose first game home off a road trip. They've been horse shit in that spot, horse shit uh, over the last 10 years. Uh, Vito, what do you think here? San Jose, New Jersey. Uh, well, yeah, kind of guys on the same page with you. I actually look at these Saturday games very early. I start to look at them at Friday morning here in Europe. So I think that's like very early in US. So then, then when that's when the lines open and I grab Devils at the price in regulation, it was plus 105. So that, that decent, of course, is a decent price. price to play. Yeah, so I grabbed that one. And well, I mean, Devils, yeah, they, if you just look at the stats, I mean, if you look at Corsi levels, they're all the way in the top, you know. So I think the goaltending is again the pro- problem second year in the row for this team, you know. We saw Black, Blackwood, Blackwood, that first uh, game against the Flyers, I think he could help uh, had a better game, you know. So, but again, now we talk about the Sharks, you know, and the Sharks coming up a big win against the Rangers, you know. I don't think they can put two uh, these great two games together, you know. I think that was just lucky. I think Rangers were not sharp in that game. So, would I play? I guess, yeah, well, Devils in the regulation would be my play here. I think it's like minus 125, something like that. I, so, I guess that's the way to go, yeah. You like a goal scorer prop? Right, Andre Pilat. He's starting to, excuse me, get it going for the New Jersey Devils. Uh, last couple games he scored in back-to-back games. So I like Pilat goal score prop for the uh, New Jersey Devils. I'm looking at, I'm trying to find this uh, trend here, and, I'm, and I know I'll find it here at some point. But uh, definitely I am concerned about San Jose here, this situation off a, off a win. I know long-term the numbers aren't good. What do you like, if anything, here, Kyle, San Jose, New Jersey? Uh, yeah, no, I think you guys are – I'm sort of thinking the same way that you guys are um, back end of a road trip uh, day off in New York, maybe had a little bit of fun last night, uh, early turnaround game. New Jersey's been playing well too. Their younger guys are getting a little bit more mature. And um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's going to be maybe sloppy as well. Like those early games Saturday. Um, so I, I do like the over. Um, over six and a half there. Um, but and then yeah, New Jer- but I would say New Jersey in regulation would be the safe bet. Um, I should probably throw out the disclaimer that hockey is not my betting forte. Uh, as an ex player, you can- that's fascinating. So Explain that because you've played the game, you've played, you know, you've you've been around the block uh, in professional leagues uh, for many years, played the game for many years. And yet you find hockey from, and you're a better in football and other sports. I know that very well, but yet hockey for you is, is tougher. It's trickier for you. Explain that. Yeah. I don't know. Like to provide a little bit of context, I'd have a buddy being like, Hey, what's the dressing room feeling like this morning? How are the guys who's in, who's out giving him the inside scoop. And here we are heavy favorites going into the game and just get blown out. And I'm feeling good in the locker room. Team's feeling good. And so I guess all of this to say that, like, even the players don't really know what's right. gonna, what the outcome's going to be. So I have, it a, I have a difficult time betting when I don't even have the inside scoop when I did have the inside scoop and we still lose. And so, so that's a that's a great point to to circulate. You're basically saying that you know there wasn't a lot of reading the press clippings in the room. 
yeah. where it's something that something that you kind of see what happened in, foot, in football and basketball at times where where you guys you guys didn't you know a football team might have you know we saw in Notre Dame at the beginning of the year they they kind of went around the rally that there were 17 point dogs against Ohio State there wasn't much of that going on at all in, in, in a given locker room right no okay. um I don't know the it's interesting. You'd think you would know and have a better feel of like what the outcomes are going to be, but <laughs> uh, for whatever reason, uh, yeah, hockey just—it's such an unpredictable game. And like, you have a goalie that has an off night, and all of a sudden, you could outplay the team, out sh- shoot them by twenty, and still end up losing two-one just because your goalie let in a couple weeks or the bounces didn't go your way that night. Um, so, all of that to say, I still like New Jersey in this particular case, but. Um, that's my disclaimer. <laughs> there you go. That's okay. I have my sports I suck at. Baseball. That's fucking baseball. That's another tough one, though. Yeah, I don't even bother with baseball. Yeah, Love I'm the sport, but never baseball. better. I'm actually break even in baseball, but it's by far the you know, worst sport I've been at. Usually I've had losing seasons in baseball. It's actually been a better baseball season. It still sucks. Minnesota-Boston. Kyle's backyard, his new backyard. He just moved to Boston uh, recently the last few months. His, uh, the Bruins here taking on the Minnesota Wild. Minus 110, even money both sides. Six and a half the total. This game about to begin. I like the Wild here in this spot. It's just because they got the first win finally. Uh, Boston Boston has really played well given who they've been without to start the year. Marshawn, uh, McAvoy, uh, Carlo's been out. Grizzlick just came back, uh, but he had missed some time, and yet they've overcome that, and they've gotten off to a really solid start. But I think at some point, you know, the, the shine is going to come off the, uh, uh, the the car a little bit here for the Boston Bruins, I think, if you will. And Minnesota, I like when the team's been scuffling. They've been just, you know, seeing the darkness and they see the light finally at the end of the tunnel. And that was Minnesota against Vancouver. Finally get a win. Wasn't pretty. They fought, found a way, though. I think they can build on that. And they won in Boston, I remember, last year because I think I took Minnesota and Boston last year in the wild. Uh, we're able to get it done in that game. So I like Minnesota here in this spot, minus 110. And this is one where I would lean toward the over just simply because, look, we've had an over in every Minnesota game this year. Uh, every single one's gone over the total. So uh, I do like uh, the over a little bit here as well. Uh, what do you think, uh, Alex, here, Minnesota-Boston? I mean, you know, I'm really high on this Minnesota team. This is my pick still to win the – possibly sneak to win the Central, but definitely like them to win the West this year, even though with the slow start they had at home – and sometimes, you know, getting on the road can kind of be better when you're struggling at home. But I think coming off of that win, and the only reason they got that win, let's be honest, it, it had a lot to do with Vancouver not being able to hold the lead. They're, they're allergic to leads. We've seen this throughout yeah. the season so far. Now we you don't go want on, this game. Here you go. That's what right. Vancouver's exactly. been doing. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So now you're going on the road against a Boston team that's playing way better than, than anticipated, especially with uh, the absences that they had to suffer so far. And this is an early start where Boston's used to having these morning starts. They're one of those East Coast teams that tend to get these a lot on Saturdays and Sundays. Minnesota, not so much. Their, af- their afternoon games are usually around 2 or 3, maybe even 4 o'clock local time. So this is kind of a bit of an adjustment starting the, the road trip. I like Boston here. I, th- I grabbed them at minus $1.15. Uh, if you can find $1.10, that's good. I, I-, I understand anyone taking the wild on the, on the opposite side. Uh, you know, trying to go with the current form of how they won that last game. Can they keep that momentum rolling? I just worry about that with uh, with this one right now. I think that Boston's going to be the, the stronger side early. Uh, I think they can take advantage of that that start time and get the win here. 
No, I got to give Boston credit. I never thought they'd be four and one at the start of the year with their schedule and with who is out, but they've done a nice job. I think, again, there's regression on the way for the Bruins. We'll wait and see on that, uh, as apparently there's noises in uh, Alex's uh, vicinity right now. It's like Vito, somebody, you... like, outside my apartment. I don't even know what, like, that's like looking at the door. Yeah, it sounded <laughs> like someone, like, fucking hurt themselves. I heard, ah. Vito, what do you think here? Minnesota, Boston. Well, I think hot, like, as actually Kyle mentioned uh, previously regarding that random things, you know, hockey is very random sport. I mean, you know, lucky bounces and everything. And here in this spot, I mean, I always have liked actually Boston at the start of the season. Everybody was against the Boston. And I was the only one who actually was saying that Boston is still a good team. I mean, it's a dynasty, you know, they always have been a great team. Last year, their expected numbers were pretty good, you know, throughout the season. The problem was they could not, they couldn't put the puck in the net, you know. And now they got uh, Krejci back, so he's a big addition, I would say. So, so many good passes out of him, how many goals he can create, you know, and how many chances he has created for this team. And I mean, they're not even a full, uh, a full lineup, uh, full lineup now. So, in this spot, I think with the home team. Uh, if it's at the Pickham, you know, I would go just with the home team. I think these are two even teams. None of them have an edge in this spot, I, I would say. like, So, Minnesota also, you know, they don't have good centers. I mean, I think centers is very important in hockey, you know. I want to have first top two line centers very good, you know. Like you have Bergeron and you have Krejci, for example. Well, Krejci may be not as good as he was years ago, but still, I mean, better than Hartman and who is the second-line center for Minnesota. So that's why I would like to go with uh, Bruins. I have no official play on this game, but my side would be Bruins. And regarding the over and under, this is a branch game, you know. They usually start off slow. So let's see how it's going to go. I think it's going to start soon, so we, we will be able maybe to jump in with some live bet during the show. Yeah, Melissa just said the same thing in the chat. Bruins tend to start slow in these early uh, afternoon games. So here's Kyle now. We turn to him for this game. He's living in Boston now. He's a Toronto boy. He loved the Leafs growing up. He played in the Leafs organization for a bit, uh, specifically with the uh, Marlies there. And now you're in Boston, and you got all these Bruins fans uh, swirling around you. So you're in an interesting spot right now, my friend. Yeah, so I guess you got to take uh... – Take it for what it's worth, but naturally going to go with the Bruins. Uh, I think to Alex's point, it's kind of a toss-up. These early games are weird. Two relatively even teams. I like the point about you get on the road. Like, definitely true. You kind of get away from your family for the first time. Group of guys together. Like, you build that camaraderie. 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 Close enough. Something like that, as Don Jerry would say. Something like that. Um, so I think there's something to be said about that, but the Bruins playing with the depleted lineup to start the season, kind of been like wearing that underdog on their shoulder and Oh, I think Kyle just uh, went out for a second, but that's all right. We'll see if we can uh, – he'll come – I'm sure the uh, connection will get ironed out. It happens uh, every now and then. Yeah, Matt Boldy props, no doubt about that. I think that would be the prop I'm uh, t- targeting uh, in this game, especially if I'm looking at Minnesota uh, involvement. All right, those games are just getting underway or about to. Now the next two games are late afternoon games. We've got uh, Arizona taking on Ottawa. Uh, Ottawa minus 250 home favorites here, uh, six and a half the total. Uh, in this game. 
Uh, you know, when you look at this uh, matchup here, Coyotes, Senators, Coyotes get the win against Toronto. Predictably, we said we don't like this team or trust this team to put two good games in a row. They could not uh, as they get trounced by uh, Montreal uh, in their uh, next game. Will they uh, be able to bounce back here? That's the uh, question. The only concern I have for like I obviously want to bet Ottawa. I backed Ottawa twice on this homestand, won both games, cash tickets with Ottawa against both Washington and Boston. So we'll see if they can uh, keep it going here in this game, hosting Arizona. The only thing I get concerned about is complacency and doing what Toronto did, you know, taking this team for granted. You know, oh, it's the Coyotes. We could just step on the ice and beat this team. You know, I want to see Ottawa bring it here. I've, I've liked their effort the last two games. They totally outplayed Washington. They deserved that win. Uh, 44-24 edge and shots. Uh, a nice, impressive victory from the uh, Ottawa Senators. Drake Batherson's off to a terrific start for them. Three goals, three assists through the first four games. He's your goal scorer prop, point prop guy, in my opinion, in this game. Number one, at least, the top option for Ottawa with the way he started. Drake Batherson's had a nice start. Claude Giroux, Alex Dabrinkit have four points each uh, in the first few games as well. The new additions that fit in nicely with this team. So I would lean toward an over here. I would lean toward uh, Ottawa team total over as well. Probably prefer that than the money line or the puck line because this Arizona team, you know, and, and Ottawa's focus for this game, I hope it's there. It should be. I like the way they've played at home, but, you know, you never know with these teams. Sometimes they just think it's going to be easy street against Arizona and they play down. So you worry about that, but I still like Ottawa team total over and the full game over six and a half here uh, in this one. Alex, what do you think here, Coyotes Senators? Yeah, I was just the lean with Ottawa team total over. That's the only thing I could I could play here. And even then, I, I've, it's just not something that's strong enough uh, for my car, our card. Ottawa should be able to name their score here uh, against Arizona. I think this feels like one of those. This screams one of those kind of six to two flat spots for for the Oats. Uh, but as I said, there's other spots I like a little bit more, so it's more of a pass. Yeah, and I think too last year I remember, <laughs> excuse me, Arizona Ottawa, the two games they both flew a five three and eight to five. Those were the final scores. Some serious high-scoring affairs last year, Arizona-Ottawa. So that's why I also liked and leaned toward the over here with this one. We got Kyle back. We'll go to Kyle, actually, with this one here first. Arizona-Ottawa, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I got to go with the Senators in this one. Um, obviously, they've rebuilt their team, uh, brought in a lot of star power, had a pretty good start. So, uh, And then Arizona's Arizona. Uh, to your point, definitely inconsistent uh they go out and beat the leafs uh but that, that's the weird thing about hockey right like i feel like anyway everyone's taking the leafs in that game and anything can happen and that's why i don't like betting on hockey but <laughs> uh they play down to their competition i'm shocked that there's people who in their right mind thought yeah that's a really good idea to lay minus 400 with toronto i know it was arizona but my goodness do we know what they've done in the past <laughs> sorry to say it but it's true um so yeah i, I would take Ottawa and I and I'm what's the spread on this one? Oh, the puck line. A uh, puck line minus one and a half is uh, let me just see plus a hundred. I was about to say probably even money. Yeah. Even money. Yep. So yeah, I think that that would be my bet if I was a betting man. I agree with that. Uh, two two plus goal lead or two plus goal victories for Ottawa back to back home games. So they're very capable of winning by margin. Did you get involved, Vito? I know it's a high price. You stay away from these usually, but what do you think, Arizona Ottawa? Actually, I did get involved, and another thing, like with Devils, I mean, I took this early on a Friday morning, and I took it uh, Ottawa in regulation at minus 120, so that's when it oh, opened, wow. and that's when I grabbed it, yeah, and now it's Great all the price. way down, so, yep. yeah, so I'm also going with sense here. 
I like it. Good stuff. And you got a great number on it. Absolutely. Yeah. And you so know, well that makes, that's a good, a good point I want to kind of lead into br- briefly is when you have, you know, we always talk about having multiple outs, multiple books. But if you have a book that has great overnight options, not just side and totals, but you can bet three-way, you can bet first periods. I know BetMGM is one of them that has things up, uh, you know, a full day early. There's a couple of American books, a couple of offshore books as well. Definitely add that to your repertoire with hockey because there's a lot of value you can find. We, I, I like to bet a lot of, you know, just full game side and totals uh, overnight. But if you get, have an option with first periods and three-way lines, you can get some even better value as well. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well done by Vito to line shop early. Get ahead of the line move, no doubt. This is the last of the afternoon games, St. Louis and Edmonton. Edmonton minus 155 home favorites. How about the total now? Seven. It's open six and a half up to seven here. But you see the Blues, they've gone over the total each of their first two games of the season against Columbus and Seattle, 5-2 and 4-3, uh, the final scores. Now, both of those landed right on seven. So, you know, that's why the moves to six and, from six and a half to seven is significant here uh, in this game. The Oilers exploded offensively against a Carolina team that was playing some excellent team defense until they ran into Edmonton uh, in that 6-4 victory for the Oilers. One of those games where, look, when everybody's percolating for the Oilers, everybody's humming, everybody's got it going, that's what they can do with the six goals against Carolina. Hyman scored. Evander Kane got off the schneid, scored his first goal of the season. Uh, McDavid contributed. Dreisaitl had a goal. I mean, they had all the big guns firing away for uh, Edmonton, and that's what they're capable of when they got everybody going. Uh, how will they fare here against St. St. Louis is the question. Uh, last time they played, April last year, was they had a 6-5 game, I remember it, in Edmonton. Back and forth it went. Uh, certainly, I like the over at six and a half. I'm a little bit more, you know, pumping the brakes now at seven. Uh, and, you know, when it comes to the uh, Oilers, I mean, one game they can play really sound defense. Jack Campbell's not found his game yet. Even in the victory, it was all, he was all right. He was a little bit better, but he has not really found that A-level performance yet for the Oilers in net. And when you look at the goaltending here in this game, it's probably going to be Binnington and Campbell in net, although not confirmed yet. I should point out it's Vimelka and Forsberg, the goaltending goaltending matchup in the Arizona-Ottawa game. But this one, uh, I, I like the over at six and a half, pump the brakes at seven. Nothing for me on the side here. Alex, Blues Oilers. Yeah, hey, wait, I was going to say, yeah, go to go to Vito and those guys first. I got to take a quick break. All right, no problem. Vito, St. Louis, Edmonton. Well, I think that, Seven goals is just way too much in hockey. I don't care who's playing. I mean, you know, Oilers or whatever. I mean, seven goals, that's way too much. Nobody's coming uh, coming out to play a hockey game thinking that he's going to allow three or more goals, you know. So, uh, how I would look, this is actually under seven. I think uh, it's just a high number. I think the message in the locker room for Blues will be to stop the offense from Oilers, you know, so that's how you can win this game, uh, by having a low scoring, perhaps. And, uh, yeah, regarding the side, again, I think uh, Blues is a, Blues have showed that also two first, uh, they won first two games in on, of the season, right? Uh, with, hockey is very ra- random, you know, so Oilers after a big win, uh, and again, the goaltending is not so sure, I just checked, I mean, it's like five goals against uh, against average, right, for Campbell. And then Bin- we have Bennington on the other side. So, yeah, I can see this for the... I can see Blues winning this, for example, 4-3 in overtime. Why not, you know? So, I have no official play on this game, but if I would need to play, I perhaps would go under and I would choose Blues. Blues and under leans for Vito here. All right, Kyle, St. Louis, Edmonton. 
Yeah, this is an interesting one. Uh, I mean, you got Edmonton that just has so much firepower, but then you have Jack Campbell, which there's two Jack Campbells, and we've been seeing the not-so-good one as of late. So that throws in a wild card. Like, is he due for a good game? Um, and then you got the St. Louis team that's 2-0, which uh, take that kind of for what it's worth. I, I don't think that sample size is appropriate to make any real judgments on uh, early in the season. Obviously, looks good. Uh, so I think I would almost just stay away from this completely because it's like two, you said last year 8-5 uh, was the game, so just chaos. Um, but both these teams need to tighten up defensively, so now do they play a much more reserved game? Uh, to Vito's point, they need to – St. Louis's message is going to be trying to shut down Edmonton's firepower, so are they just trapping it? So, I don't know. I feel like it could turn into chaos. Uh, could also just be a total shutdown game. And do I need to be making a call here? Uh, but I, like, I think it's a coin flip, genuinely. Yeah, you could pass. So yeah. Pass is okay on this show. If you have no fucking opinion, just say pass. Just say pass. this game's uh, – I have a guy on the NBA show. He's a great guy, Daryl, on Pub Sports Radio. You know what he says? I don't give a fuck. I don't give a shit about this game when he has no opinion on it. And he just comes right out and says it. No, it doesn't screw around. He just says, I don't have any opinions betting-wise on this game. I don't give a shit about this game. Yeah, that's so what that, I'll always say. That, that's where I'm at with this one. Could be entertaining, though. I think it's a good game to watch, but you're right. It's tricky for, like I said, six and a half. I like the seven's tough. Now you're going to need five, three, you know, or, or something like that to get the, uh, and both teams now are going to need at least to get to four uh, in order to get over a seven. That's not easy. But again, I think St. Louis still is a team I'm looking at overs with because they're more offensive. You know, they are a team that's not that defensive team. They were, they're the best offensive team they've had the last year. And this year, I think they're very good offensively again. So to me, it has me thinking I want to look at St. Louis games over. And speaking of overs, got one goal on the board already, Minnesota and Boston. First two minutes of that game. One, one. It's, tied, it's tied at one. And there's going to be there's a penalty, a delay penalty call, too. This game's getting out of hand fast already. Pretty fun in the uh, first four minutes. <laughs> Wild games, never a dull moment. There's just high event. What's that? Low event, high event hockey. That's the new buzzword these days. High event hockey in every uh, Minnesota game. Uh, so far this year, no question about that. We got to get a defibrillator out for Terry Edelman. He's going to need one. Got the team keeps <laughs> playing hockey at this kind of pace. All right, the rest of the games are at night, uh, as they say. The freaks come out at night. Uh, this is the rest <laughs> of the games here at night: Los Angeles and Washington. Washington minus one thirty-five home favorite, six and a half the total. I like LA here. You know, plus one fifteen. I'm taking a chance here with them as an underdog. Uh, the, the fade Washington train has worked. Uh, a lot of the time for me lately. I mean, we took Ottawa uh, against Washington Thursday night. I don't like where the team's at. I, I, I still think this team's got holes in it. They've got obviously key people out of the lineup still. When you look at Nick Backstrom, you look at Carl Hagelin, Tom Wilson, and don't sleep on the Connor Brown uh, absence. That guy's a good hockey player, and they brought him in because they thought he's going to make this top six even better. Uh, he's out right now for Washington as well. So there's all kinds of key personnel up front. I don't love the blue line in terms of depth. Uh, Darcy Kemper, too, is still trying to find his footing here as a member of uh, the Washington Capitals. Uh, you look at his uh, results here early in the new season with his new club. You're not playing you know, behind the Colorado blue line anymore. And, and it's kind of shown here so far early in the year for uh, Darcy Kemper. Mixed results uh, in his first few starts here for the Capitals. So Kings, the one thing about them here in this spot is they've been on the road for a while. 
you do worry that, you know, they're looking forward to get home. It's already been a nice three and one road trip. They do go home to play Tampa after this. Will the focus be there? It's always your worry. These, you know, and Kyle can speak to this, the last game of the road trip dicey because you want to get home. You're excited to get home. Uh, but, uh, and maybe you don't put your best foot forward, especially when you've already won three or four on this trip, but, you know, off the loss that they suffered in their last game to Pittsburgh, which was a bad performance, 6-1 loss. I think they want to end the road trip on a good note, and I think they're playing good hockey for the most part on this road trip, at least prior to that Pittsburgh game. And I don't trust the Capitals as this kind of chalk right now. So L.A. for me uh, at plus 115. Uh, actually, since we mentioned that, Kyle, we'll start with you on this one. Your thoughts just on the last game of a road trip angle? Because I find when it's a successful road trip, I worry about the team in that spot. Uh, but if it's been a tough road trip, maybe they want to really put a good foot forward. On a high note, of course. Yeah. I mean, there's two sides to it for sure. Where it's, if you're, you, I think you always want to end on a high note. Um, I think the fact that it's a later game today, they get to rest a little bit. They're also coming off a loss. Um, so I think that is going to add some extra motivation. Had they been, had they swept the trip so far, then I think you can sort of, um, I don't know, be distracted a little bit, but the fact that they're coming off the loss, they're not going to want to go back three and two because now all of a sudden all that work you did at the front end of the road trip is almost washed out. So I think that'll recalibrate, they'll redial in. Um, and to your point, missing a guy like Connor Brown, like he's just an energy guy, gritty. Um, that That definitely hurts Washington, I think. To your point, Washington has just been a bit of a wild card. So, I, I mean, I think it'll be a good game. I do actually really like the line, though, with the Kings uh, plus 115. It's the way I see it. I think it's a, a close to even game. It's a winnable game. It's I'm higher on L.A. and I'm lower on Washington. That's why I'm involved. Uh, what do you think, Alex? L.A., Washington. I like this first period over, and it's a bit high of a price. I got minus $1.40. We've seen it bounce up to 150 I still would play it at 150 uh, because of the fact that we're getting one and a half. We have to kind of do this now. We haven't really gotten to this point before, but with one and a half and twos being prevalent, the high uh, the high prices, the high juice is going to be there for those 150s. So you kind of have to make a decision. I feel more comfortable just needing two goals to cover rather than three. And also I would maybe wait to play L.A. live. I think we could possibly see L.A. maybe you know jump out and get the lead, Washington come back uh, and cash it, or even maybe you know depending if L.A., if they do look tired, uh, in that first period, then maybe we see them kind of say, hey, you know what, we had a good road trip. We'll fold it in and get ready for the defending champions back at home. So I want to see how things play out in the first period. I do think we see at least two goals, uh, but depending on how they're scored, maybe uh, dictate how I play this. If we see a tie game 1-1 after 20, I might look to try to get L.A. at a better plus price in game rather than just go with a plus 110 or plus 115. All right, Vito, Kings Capitals. Well, yeah, I think, again, two even teams, you know, and, well, Washington looks slow, you know. Ovechkin is not, as he used to be, as great as he was, and missing some key guys as Backstrom, Hagelin, and Wilson really hurts this team, I think. And Kuzi, he is also kind of a streaky player, you know. Sometimes he can be very good. Sometimes he cannot be found on the ice. That's right. So, yeah, we got you can say it, Vito. It's my line, but you're allowed to say yeah. it. You know what you want to say with Kuznetsov. He floats every now and then. He doesn't show up every game. Can't find him with a telescope on the ice in certain games. Yeah, yeah take some few days off sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and Kings coming off a 1-6 loss. I mean, that's a huge 
number. I mean, one to six loss against the Pens, you know. And uh, if we just remember the last year, I mean, the Kings, they were one of the best teams on the road. I mean, they surprised us when they went on this East Coast road trip. So now they're on this road trip. They again did pretty well. Uh, they piled up three wins, right? No, I mean, yeah, three wins against Minnesota, Red Wings, Nashville. Now they lose one to, uh, to Pants. And this one, I mean, it's hard. I mean, regarding the price, I guess I would go with the Kings here. I have no official play, but I again think that these are two even teams. Uh, each of them can gra- grab a victory here. And I I think the right play would be Kings just because of the um, value. That's what we look at in hockey. All right, right? Lean to the LA Kings here for Vito. All right, Islanders Lightning. Lightning minus 135, home favorite, six the total. I don't love this spot for Tampa Bay. I'll say that right now after a big, uh, you know, pretty emotional, intense game uh, last night against the uh, Florida Panthers, trailing in the third period, tie it up, then win in overtime. Uh, Steven Stamkos has carried this offense all season for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, but finally Braden Point. We've been waiting for Braden Point to get his game into high gear a little bit. It happened last night for him. Uh, scoring the uh, game winner as well for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, getting a much-needed win uh, against the uh, Florida Panthers. So nice performance from the Lightning. They've kind of had a shaky start to the year. Uh, the Islanders, I think, are in a little bit more of an advantageous spot off a loss to New Jersey. Didn't really play their best in that game. Uh, they got the rest advantage as well. Haven't played Thursday. Uh, now they get to take uh, the trip here to Tampa. And, you know, many of these Islander players, they've been through the uh, – tough times of losing to Tampa Bay multiple times in the playoffs in the Eastern Conference final in years past. So I have a lean to the Islanders here. This is the first time I've considered an Islander bet this year. Uh, I lean to the Islanders here at plus 115 uh, in this one. I haven't pulled the trigger yet, waiting to see who's going to be a net for Tampa Bay uh, in particular. If it's Brian Elliott, and I assume it could be after uh, Vasilevsky got the start against Florida last night, uh, that definitely will push me even further toward the direction of taking the Islanders here in this game. Uh, Alex, what do you think? Islanders lightning. Yeah, I'm right there with you on that angle. Like I said, this, these were uh, some really hotly contested uh, playoff series between these two teams. And we tend to see that during the regular season. Doesn't always translate over into postseason uh, year after year. Think about Chicago and Minnesota. The Wild started getting the better hand of Chicago during the regular season, but every time they played in the postseason, Hawks end up uh, advancing in the next round. So I think we could kind of see that kind of angle here. Tampa Bay is just not in, in solid form right now. And the Islanders aren't playing that great either, but they're the kind of team that can make a mess out of this game, slow things down. They, they, they're they kind of one of those teams that like to have that dogfight. The 3-2 game is, is kind of, uh, of, of their style. And, and looking at – Elliott's numbers, 9-2-9 and nine, with 2.53 goals against uh, 22 career starts. So if he does get the nod, definitely we'll look at the Isles here on the road. Game where I don't know about the total over under, but there are some props. I like I like Dobson for the Islanders point and goal. He's got two goals, two assists. He's been great. Really good. He keeps getting better, that guy on defense for the Islanders. Noah Dobson and Oliver Wallstrom, three goals, four points in the first three games. He's a good Goal score prop, better value than, say, the big guns like Beauvillier and Barzal and Lee. You can actually get better uh, odds with Wallstrom, uh, Dobson. I think those are good options, quite honestly, for uh, props here uh, in this uh, game tonight. I'm just checking the uh, lines on uh, Wallstrom here, for instance, for the Islanders. Yeah, you can get him at plus 380, all right, in some spots to score a goal tonight. And also Noah Dobson, uh, just to get a point, I think he's pretty reasonable here. Minus 110 and to score a goal, plus 500. 
you know, for a guy that's got two goals from the blue line so far this year. So bargain bin specials for Ian Cameron there with the player props. I love these. This is the kind of shit we took advantage of with Nick Robertson and that joke of a line the other night yeah. with the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. Great bet. That was, yeah, it was a great thing. I appreciate it. I mean, it was a great, it was ridiculous. Top six forward, great preseason, getting his first game in the regular season. He's plus 550 in some spots to score a goal. You can't have that happen. The odds makers can't be caught with their pants down like that or else you're going to get shit on. So there you go. Uh, I digress. Uh, Vito, Islanders Lightning. Uh, yeah, well, I would also look at the Islanders in this spot, but there is a couple of things which kind of holds me off. The first thing is that Islanders have played some weak competition, I think, at home lately. Like last time I bet on them was against the Ducks when they won 7-1. to And then they played Sharks and then they played Devils. So all of these three teams are that is the like, sisters of the poor right there, no doubt yeah, with that. But yeah, not really elite teams, you know. And now they're gonna have this Tampa Bay team uh, coming in. I mean, Tampa of a bad start, you know. So they need to start to put up some wins together. And I mean, a very emotional game last night. I think in the start of the game, Tampa might even be better. I think they might carry on that speed and that just an, an energy from yesterday's game, but maybe. As the game goes uh, deeper in the third period, maybe Isles uh, uh, get it back. So I think this could be actually a low-scoring game. I think under six could be a great look. That's what I always look at these games. I mean, these two teams, they usually play something like 4-1 or something like that. So I would look at under six. And regarding the side, I would not choose anything. I still think Tampa is capable of winning this game, even of a back-to-back situation early in the season. Yeah, so Vito still says a little class difference in his opinion uh, in favor of Tampa Bay, even with the spot maybe not in their favor tonight. All right, Kyle, how about you, New York, Tampa? Uh, so I'm going to go to New York. Uh, sort of following the same logic. I would say the one caveat to that, uh, I do think Tampa's going to come out strong. You come off that big emotional win last night. Legs probably going to be feeling all right. And I think as long as New York can keep it kind of tight uh, early on, Tampa will probably get a little tired. Um, and the reason why I do like New York, they're coming off a tough loss. Um, and so you got to th- think that they're going to show up with a similar type of energy to sort of rebound from that. Um, they're going to be playing – it's a gritty game. They're on the road uh, playing a top team over the last three years. So you know they're going to show up. Um, as long as they weather that initial push from Tampa, uh, I think the longer that game remains close, uh, it's going to be much more in New York's favor. Um, and with the way the line is, I would take Tampa, uh, New York. All right, liking the Islanders, Kyle, in this one. And Tampa props, I mean, to me, it's it's, it's, it's Stamp goes for sure if you're going to bet any Tampa props, seven goals, two assists for him, and now maybe Braden Point as well, but he started to get things going last night against Florida. I mean, those are the two guys right now. Not getting a whole lot of uh, secondary uh, scoring from the rest of the lineup at the moment. Penguins, Blue Jackets next up. Pittsburgh, minus 160 road favorites here. Six and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, Pittsburgh, it looks like just a little bit of a development here this morning. Uh, Jake Gensel uh, ruled out for the uh, Penguins tonight. So a big loss for them, obviously, uh, offensively. So there's going to be some shakeup in the uh, lineup combinations tonight. You're going to see now Danton Heinen moving up to the top line with Sidney Crosby and Ricard Raquel. That is expected to be the top line. So you know what that means. It's the Ian Cameron angle. We got a guy moving up top line. Danton Heinen's a prop to look at tonight. 
uh, in this game. Top line minutes with Crosby and with Raquel. And you're playing a Columbus Blue Jackets team that's been leaking goals, you know, early in this season, a below average defense. Merzlikens and uh, Nett has been inconsistent. Now, they did win their last two games. They still gave up three goals in each. They gave up five to St. Louis. They've gone over the total in every game. Uh, Pittsburgh's gone over the total three of their first four. It's over a pass for me, even with Gensel out. Could only look over the total in this game with the way these two teams have been trending. Uh, but uh, I think when you look at it, Danton Heinen moving up to that top line, you're going to get some decent value uh, with him uh, when with his uh, prop with this uh, move up the lineup. Uh, it looks like his pricing here to uh, get a goal is upwards of plus 350 for a top-line player uh, to score a goal tonight for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Again, with Crosby playing alongside him. So that, to me, is a pretty good value look there. As far as Columbus goes, um, even without Patrick Lyonet, uh, you know, you've still seen them offensively get things rolling the last two games at home against Vancouver and Nashville. Nine goals in the last two games combined. Uh, they've gotten some other players to step up for them uh, on the offensive end of the ice, led, of course, by the big offseason acquisition. Johnny Gaudreau, four goals, six points already uh, for him. It's been a solid start to the year, uh, no doubt, for uh, Johnny Hockey with his uh, new team. Uh, making up for the absence of Patrick Lyonet, who's still going to be out for a long period of time. Uh, you've also got Danforth, Nyquist chipping in, but really it's been Johnny Gaudreau stirring the drink here for Columbus. So I'm not going to get involved sidewise in this game. I mean, uh, Columbus, I give them credit. They've been good at home. If anything, maybe a lean to the Jackets a little bit, but uh, just a lean here. I, I prefer the over, and I like the Danton Heinen prop. That's really what I like most of all in this game. Uh, Alex, Penguins, Jackets. Yeah, I'm liking the overs here too. Like first period over two. Uh, they would grab that at plus 110. But I also like Pittsburgh over three and a half of the team total, minus $1.20, $1.25. Uh, six has been the lucky number for Pittsburgh so far, all three wins, and they've scored six goals in each of those three. Uh, they dominated a against uh, Columbus. One of the, the last four matchups uh, needing at least three or more goals in each of those. And you look at Merzlikens. Numbers against Pittsburgh in his career, 0-3 with a 4.18 goals against a 9.02 save percentage. So uh, the Penguins usually always get geared up for Columbus. It's always that Ohio-Pennsylvania rivalry. Uh, I think the Penguins get fired up on the road here. So I like them team total over, and I like the first period over at 2 at a plus price. There you go. It looks like uh, Boston's just taking the lead 2-1 on uh, Minnesota. So a lot of goals early uh, in that game uh, early on with the Bruins and the Wild. Vito, what do you think? Pittsburgh-Columbus. Yeah, well, I think also I would lean with that over here and uh, regarding the sidewise. Well, Columbus is playing Rangers tomorrow on the road. So I think that's the place where you can definitely fade Columbus. Rangers of a loss, right? So Columbus in the back-to-back -back situation. So tomorrow could be a fade for Columbus. I think they might give everything out tonight against this Pittsburgh team. So over, I think, could be a look here. I would not jump straight away on the regulation it's still the first road game so they've been at home you know for pretty long a uh, lot of games and now the first game on the road i don't think it's always easy one that first game on the road and this is going to be a long road road trip for pens they're playing uh, columbus now then they're going to play oilers and calgary on a back-to-back -back situation and then they're going to yeah. have two days off they're going to play mm -hmm. canucks and seattle so yeah it's going to be a long road trip they definitely want to start it off a good note so I think this is a pretty hard game to handicap. I think the best way is to go uh, with over in this game. You know what? I'm doing it. I'm taking Columbus here, plus 140 plus. I'm doing it. I'm going to I'm gonna pull the trigger on this. Nuff him and on. Shit or get off the damn pot. I'm doing that. 
I like Columbus here. Look at the, what they've got coming up. Pittsburgh, Edmonton, Calgary, big games, big opponents. These are huge games for Pittsburgh. They got a game on the road in Columbus. And remember, they've only played one road game this year, Pittsburgh, in Montreal. What happened? Lost. Blew a lead. Lost in overtime. So, you know, to me, Columbus, I think, the spot-wise, it's a really good one for Columbus here. Really, And they've, they've played well at home here. Now, you could say Vancouver and Nashville have issues, have flaws. There's no question. But they won both of those games. Come back to beat Nashville. I think this is doable for Columbus. And it's a little rivalry here with these two teams. So I'm going to do it. Columbus plus 140, plus 145. Taking that shot with the home dog here. Kyle, what do you think? Pittsburgh, Columbus. I, I get it with the line, but I I don't know. I think I just see Pittsburgh is – they've come out of the gate strong. They look like the old Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, and then – had this been a situation where it wasn't this big rivalry game, um, I would feel more comfortable. But given the Ohio, Pennsylvania, that whole dynamic Saturday night, like, you know, both teams are going to show up. And I just think Pittsburgh at the end of the day is the better team. But it's a weird line uh, or it's kind of an aggressive line where I don't know. I think I guess it depends what your risk uh, levels are. But if I were taking somebody, it would be Pittsburgh. Um, don't love the line. But that, that would be the direction that would go. I would say for someone in my shoes who's got like 60 bets spread across multiple sports on this crazy Saturday, uh, yeah, my risk level is pretty high. Pretty high. <laughs> Although I will say, even though I'm high volume, uh, I, I, I keep everything in the same unit structure, lower units, uh, high volume, low amount, low units. That's the way we do it. Uh, we, we, we just try to grind out a profit. I'm not looking to you know go big on one game or one bet. I'm looking to just, you know, pepper the board because we like a lot of things and we just try to scratch out a profit. That's what it's day by day. You know, that's what it is. It's the long term goal. So, uh, you know, there's a couple dog spots and this Columbus one appeals to me now the more I think about it. And it's just you hope their defense and their goaltending holds up because when Pittsburgh gets the offense going, even without Gensel, they've got enough. So offensively. So that's going to be the question. Speaking of dogs, I like. We've got the Montreal Canadiens hosting the Dallas Stars here. Dallas minus 170, road favorite, 6 to 12. Look, they're 3-0 and at home. And I think this young team is going to play well in front of the Bell Center faithful. They, they play with good energy there. You saw against Pittsburgh, there was no quit in their game. Uh, they were down by a couple of goals. They came back and they won uh, against Pittsburgh. I think Dallas will level off a little bit at some point. Maybe that Toronto loss the other night in overtime will be a sign of that. Uh, that you know, a great start for Peter DeBoer and the Dallas Stars. And obviously, I like their top six with uh, Jason Robertson, With uh, although his little brother got the best of him uh, the other night. Uh, Joe Pavelski, uh, uh, you know, they've got a good top six. Rupe Hints, uh, I like what I see from the Dallas Stars up front, top six. But, you know, Montreal is a re- it's been a really, really hard trying, tough out at home. Cole Caulfield and the offense, include, especially him, have been rolling at home. I like Cole Caulfield, goal prop, uh, once again tonight. Uh, for the Montreal Canadiens. Jake Allen's been solid enough in net. And you look at their home games, beat Toronto. And, and again, they beat uh, Pittsburgh uh, in their last home game, this Montreal Canadiens team. So, you know, I like the way they played on home ice. And obviously they throttled Arizona uh, after beating Pittsburgh. So 3-0 and at home, good price with them. I think home dog is the role that Montreal is going to be fairly profitable in in these kind of spots. Dallas continuing this road. They are off a loss, so Dallas should take Montre- shouldn't take Montreal lightly. But... I like Montreal here at the price, 3-0 and at home. Uh, all his home dogs, or actually one was as a home favorite against Arizona. But 
I like Montreal here. Take another chance. I've been looking to bet this team as home dogs this year, especially the Pittsburgh game. I jumped on them. I'm going to do it here as well. Alex, Stars, Habs. Yeah, it's an interesting uh, dynamic, because especially when you look at the numbers for the goaltenders. Jake Ottinger in two starts has not really fared that well uh, against Montreal, the 4.41 goals against. But Jake Allen, who you know spent most of his career at St. Louis, his numbers against Dallas have been red hot. 11-5-1 with a 2.24 goals against, a 9.18 save percentage, and three shutouts in his career. So uh, he's familiar with a lot of the core players on this Stars group. And this just seems to be kind of one of those back-and-forth battles don't want to lay 170 with Dallas, even though on paper they look to be a better team, but it just may be a spot to back Montreal. And when you look at the history, three of the last five meetings have gone to overtimes. So I would take a shot here with the draw. Um, looking around, you can find that around plus 340. I think we can see this one go past 60 minutes. Kyle smiling. Yeah, Alex is the draw man. He's the draw machine, the oh, draw king. And it's good. I mean, all it takes, get to overtime, and there's a plus 350 winner yeah. on some of these draw bets. And there's going to be some spots for those, definitely, uh, over the season. Uh, Vito, how about you? Dallas, Montreal. Yeah, well, Dallas, you know, Dallas is definitely a team which I would like to back more at playing at home. You know, I don't think they're as good as on the road as they're at home. And, yeah, they should be better because just coming off a loss after the Leafs. But uh, I don't think they will come here in Montreal and dominate this game and end up winning 5-1, you know? I don't think it's going to happen. So I think it's still going to be a close game. So if it's going to be a close game, I will take a shot, I guess, with the Canadians here at plus 150. I don't know official place on this game. But, uh, yeah, the way the Stars play, I mean, each day, each game they play close, you know? It doesn't matter who they play, and especially being on the road. I think this is going to be a close game. And... Yeah, I think the value is with uh, Canadians here. They're running a two-game winning streak, I mean. But again, you know, after a big win, 6-2 against Arizona, you could have some concerns with this Canadians team, you know. Uh, so still, I will come up with, I definitely will post my bet on Twitter regarding this game. We still have time. Uh, it's an interesting game, I mean. Either it's Canadians money line or Stars uh, regulation, you know, but how the stars play on the road not sure about them if they can make make this done regulation so i have no official play on this game all right, i just no, have my thoughts all right no official play on this by the way the dallas stars yeah, three straight unders to begin the year actually the first game was a push on the six with nashville but uh, they've actually trended under the total i don't like the idea of going against jake ottinger he's a great goalie but i'm going to tonight with the just because of the price is so good uh, on montreal kyle what are you thinking here stars canadians uh, quick question. What's the, um, prop with Mason Marchment? A good, good thought. Very good thought. That guy's obviously always someone I'm interested in from a prop standpoint. By the way, uh, Uri Slavkovsky, the number one overall pick is out for this game. Upper body injury. Uh, he won't play. He's been pretty quiet other than scoring his first goal the other night. He really hadn't done a whole lot, but he will miss this game. Uh, to answer your question, Kyle, uh, we've got Mason Marchment to score a goal tonight upward. You can get as high as plus 260. Uh, with that, we know he's off to a really good start. So I do like that. He's my boy from back in Toronto. Uh, so shout out to him. Uh, I know with the Marlies, you played with him. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we, we were. Sheldon Keith was the coach. Yeah. 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 There you go. Um. So I hit him off to a good start. I mean, Dallas just coming off that tough loss. Um. To the Leafs, they're on the road. They're going in against what should be a weaker team. You got to expect them to rebound. Um. Overall, they've had a really good start as well. I think anyone playing hockey is going to get up regardless 
of where you're playing, where you're from, when you're playing at the Bell Center. Uh, like it's fun being on the road there. So, I, yeah, I see now the problem, obviously, is the line. Uh, so my question would be, what what's the uh, spread here? Oh, the uh, minus 170. Oh, yeah, the puck line, you mean for Dallas? Sorry, yeah. Uh, puck line for Dallas is minus one and a half plus 160. So I would actually find that interesting. Um, I think that would be the bet I would take in favor of Dallas. Uh, again, it's like the same situation as the last game we were just talking about, um, throwing down 170. Uh, or taking them at 170 would be, I think, a bit of an aggressive bet. But um, Good value, yeah. Well, minus 170, yeah, that would be a little too risky. But, yeah, you look, uh, that's what the puck line and the reg line is for. Because for me, my cutoff point, I've said this for years, is minus 150. If it's more than minus 150 on a favorite, right. I want to bet them. I look at regulation or puck line at Especially. that point. And, and, even, and even minus ones that are available at, you know, DraftKings and BetMGM, that, that sometimes can be a good option too. I mean, yeah. obviously, you get the one goal, you push. Uh, but, you know, and, and the last few years, we've seen a lot of these teams miss these empty net goals. Uh, it, it hasn't been the case so far this year, but but going back to last three, four seasons, that was a, a real issue. So a one sometimes isn't a bad way to look at two rather than, uh, you know, get yourself off that hook and, okay, take the push in case those empty that don't go your way. There you go. Yeah, Dallas minus one, minus 105, by the way. So there you go. That would be Dallas minus one. Yeah, it's, it's too, like anything over 150. I think it's just crazy with the yeah. randomness of hockey. Yes. Definitely. And the fact that any team like Arizona, like you want to lay more than minus 150 and 200, 300, 400 when you see Arizona beat Toronto, right. like what happened earlier <laughs> this week. It's a perfect example. I mean, you're going to just yeah. blow your bankroll, uh, you know, just big, big time doing that on a routine basis. My cutoff, my cutoff. And like I said, it'll be like tonight, today, I have a rare 150 that I lean with on a first period total, but I, I probably won't bet another total in that range uh, for another, you know, month. Potentially, that you know, my cutoff is 140, 150 on just about anything. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. There you go. Good, good sage betting advice to manage your bankroll long term in a sport <laughs> like hockey. What we're delivering right here uh, on the Ice Guys show, yeah, hit the like button over 150 live viewers. We're doing pretty good. I figured this show would be a little over an hour, and we, you know, we've only got five games left, and we've gotten through a good with four people on the show, so we're doing good in terms of time. Toronto, Winnipeg next up. We've got Toronto minus 170 road favorites, six and a half the total uh, in this game. Wow, what a move toward Toronto. This opened minus 130, believe it or not, in some spots. And it's minus 170 now in this game. I'm not laying this price now with the Leafs. I mean, I could I could see it. I could see it initially. And Winnipeg's coming off back-to-back -back on the road Wednesday, Thursday uh, against uh, Colorado and Vegas. They beat Colorado in Denver. And then, predictably, they fall flat the next night against Vegas, especially with big Siv Dave in net, uh, Dave Riddick. Uh, you figured, hey, it's not going to be work out too well for Winnipeg. And that's exactly what happened. They lose 5-2 in that game. Uh, but now they return. Oh, it's a tricky spot here for Winnipeg. They've been on the road now for uh, three games uh, in a row. To, uh, this will be their third game in four nights. It's not a great spot for Winnipeg. I get it. That first game back home, even though it was just a small road trip. And the Leafs are looking to get some consistency in their game. They're looking to build off, you know, getting back on track after the Arizona win, beating Dallas uh, in that game by a score of 3-2. to two. It looks like Connor, a good goalie matchup. You know, Ilya Samsonov is 3-0 and oh 
as a starter this year for the Leafs. So he's been good. He's been solid in that. He's given them good goaltending. If you listen to any of his post-game press conferences, he's a funny son of a bitch, too. He's got hilarious shit, he says, after the game. <laughs> he's like, after the last game, if I put my Russian accent on, it's like, oh, feel pretty good. You know, he smiles everywhere, smiles everywhere. He says for the team, he's like basically feeling good. He says, smiles everywhere, smiles everywhere with the uh, Leaf team. And, uh, yeah, they're smiling, obviously, after getting back on track, beating uh, Dallas. And uh, he's quite the listen, actually. He's, he reminds me of Brzgalov a little bit, a little, little loony, a little off the wall with his uh, – and Russian, of course, as well, just like Ilya Brzgalov. But cool listen, Ilya Samsonov, when you hit him, hear him on the postgame press conferences. But, yeah, Toronto I liked initially. Now it would probably be if you ha- want to bet them, I'd I'd have to go in regulation now. Uh, I might throw a couple bucks on them in regulation uh, just for a small play here. Uh, and the uh, line with that looks like right now is around minus 105 to minus 110 with Toronto in regulation. That's not a bad look. Uh, they certainly have the better spot here with uh, Winnipeg on the third and four nights uh, with travel. Uh, lean over as well. But the one thing I'm going to come back to the well with, guys, is Nick Robertson again. I mean, he stirred the drink for Toronto the other night. Uh, Matthews, I'll tell you what, Matthews and Marner did dick all the other night against uh, Dallas. It was Nick Robertson that was uh, getting the uh, job done for the uh, Leafs. He was t- gave them the lead. He broke up the play with Jamie Benn defensively and then goes down the ice, scores the game-winning goal. It was a terrific debut for him. And, you know, slowly but surely, you're not going to get the prices that we're going to get with Nick Robertson initially. And they've already made a significant adjustment. We got plus 500, plus 550. Do you know what the best I see tonight is? Plus 360. So they've already made a little bit of an adjustment, but it's still a great price at plus 360 for Nick Robertson to tally again for the Leafs tonight. Alex, what do you think, Leafs Jets? A slight, not so fast, my friend. I, I get where you're going with looking at Toronto. Uh, obviously, you want the regulation price over the money line price. But I think now with this line move, we actually have some value here on the draw. Uh, and I think Winnipeg, they said, third game in four nights. I think they're going to slow things down a little bit. Obviously, a much better situation with Hellebuck in that than David Riddick. Uh, this feels like it could be one of those tight games. This feels like no shit, you know, Sherlock. On, <laughs> on surface, on surface, it feels like where the Leafs should win this game five to two. And what do we see them do in these games? They usually end up kind of squeaking out, maybe winning it three to two or losing three to two. But this definitely has an overtime feel to me. Uh, and at highest three seventy now on the draw, I'll take a shot. All right, liking the draw here. And it could be a tight game. I think the Leafs and the Jets have played some tight games in the uh, past. Uh, not recently, but they did have some a uh, few years ago. I will say this, though, about Winnipeg. You're right. They do have a few. Uh, uh, Ehlers missed the last game uh, against Vegas. He was a late scratch. He's on IR. So uh, uh, it looks like Ehlers isn't going to be uh, available for at least a period of time. Won't be back until October 27 at the earliest against L.A. So Ehlers will miss some games here, it looks like. Vito, how about you? Toronto, Winnipeg. Uh, yeah, well, I think this number is way too high. I mean, I, I I don't care who you're playing and how. And I mean, Jets is not as that bad as I think the number is. I, I understand the spot is not good, but still they are at home, you know. It's not like they're on the road. And I mean, the Leafs, the Leafs is the team, I guess, which play is not like a big team uh, which plays good at home, right? I think that away or at home, the record is pretty even, I mean, they could have some bad games at home. They could have some good games on the road and vice versa. So, yeah, I understand maybe the line here. And, I mean, it's, yeah, I would agree with Alex. I mean, the line has moved so much to Jets' side that even with all these 
logic things in hockey, like coming off a road and the Leafs has a bad spot. I mean, I think this could be a close one. I think uh, Jets will get up to this game. And I think they, if Alex is liking the draw, you could go with the Jets money line with plus 150 as well. I mean, I I think Jets has, has, a chance, has a chance to win this game. I have not pulled the tri- trigger yet here. But uh, yeah, I will definitely update on this game as it gets closer. But yeah, as 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 of now, uh, I would actually price wise look at Jets here. I believe this is also Rick Bonus returning behind the bench tonight. I'm pretty sure he's back behind the bench for the first time because he's been out with a COVID nineteen positive test. So this will be his first time as a Jets head coach. Yeah, Mason Appleton's been on the top line for the last couple of games. There, C Lane in the chat mentions it. I took a shot with the prop the other night, didn't come through. They were flat against Vegas. I would come back to that tonight, Mason Appleton prop. I wouldn't mind looking at Colper Fetty as well for Winnipeg, who found the scoreboard earlier this week. And you down with PLD? Yeah, you know me, Pierre-Luc Dubois. Uh, I think definitely he's worth a look for props tonight as well. It's been pretty good the last few games for the Jets. Kyle, what about uh, Leaf uh, Leaf fan growing up? What do you think of your squad here tonight, Toronto-Winnipeg? Well, I think they've been having a real tough start, uh, to say the least. But, I don't know, you get the big win over Dallas. Dallas is undefeated going into that game. They're hopefully starting to feel a little bit better about themselves. Um, I like the Leafs. I like the Leafs in regulation. Um, I I don't know. I, I feel like they're due for a game where they kind of actually, like, dominate. And I think Winnipeg has just been struggling five on five, and typically that's where the Leafs are best. Um, now to Alex's point, the Leafs just always find a way to play down to whatever team they're playing. Um, but they do find the odd game where they just dominate. Um, and I think this could be it. Uh, now the one caveat, if Hellebuck is in and plays the way he can, regardless of how dominant the Leafs are five on five, that might make it a little bit more interesting, but I don't know. I, th- I think the Leafs are due for a breakout game. Um, I think this could be it but with the struggling Winnipeg depleted lineup. All right. So a look toward Toronto in regulation as well for uh, Kyle with the uh, Leafs and the Jets. All right. Philly, Nashville, Nashville minus 220, home favorite six and a half, the total in this one. For a team that I despised coming into the season, for a team that I took to have the worst regular season record in the NHL, that being the Philadelphia Flyers, um, I am not totally backtracking and backpedaling here, but they've impressed me more. Like, even in the Florida loss the other night, like, that was a brutal spot. Back-to-back in Florida, they beat upset Tampa Bay the night before, and there they were still battling right till the end, and they got that late goal, made it a one-goal game. I mean, the work ethic and the the compete level and the work ethic and the attention to detail that Torts has already got from this team has been impressive. They're going to have to do that every night, though. They're so outmanned talent-wise against a lot of teams that this is the kind of work ethic. they got to outwork teams if they're going to win. That's what it's going to have to be. But I'm going to take a shot with Philly tonight at plus one. Nashville's, Nashville's in a bad spot right now, bad way. I don't like what I'm seeing. I'm seeing them cough up leads twice now. They've done that this week, twice. Los Angeles, and then against Columbus uh, in the last game. They're not protecting leads. They're breaking down in defensive coverage. You know my thoughts on John Hines uh, as a head coach. I don't think he's that spectacular. Scotty Bowman reincarnate, he is not. Uh, So to me, this is a situation where uh, Nashville's just too heavily priced here. 
in my opinion. Minus 220 here uh, in this game with a team that's not holding leads, a team that's two victories this year. Think about this. They're only two. They've lost four in a row. Their only two victories were in Prague, Chechia against San Jose. I mean, two wins against one of the worst teams in the NHL. That's what you've got on your resume uh, so far this year. Uh, I don't like what I'm seeing from Nashville. Uh, I, I don't like that sometimes, you know, guys like Duchesne and Johansson don't always play well away from the puck. That bothers me as well. There's a lot of issues right now with Nashville. A lot of issues for a team laying minus 220. That's all I have to say. So I'm going to take a stab here with uh, Torts and these this hard-trying Philly group plus 190 tonight. Alex, Flyers, Predator. Yeah, I understand you taking a shot price wise. Uh, there's good value in the number, but that's I think that's just about it. I think I think the Flyers started to come crashing back down to earth a little bit. Uh, definitely not, not going to be a big price with Nashville. And, and I just like I said, you know, looking at at series history here, Philly hasn't played well in Nashville. You know, you wonder, you know, Nashville's one of those places, you know, Kyle mentioned about, you know, teams being in the New York, New Jersey area. Nashville's one of those places where, you know, teams there a little early. Maybe they have a night out. Maybe they have a little bit of rusty early in the game. So uh, this one's a clear pass for me with, with as far as price and, and total-wise, I would probably look to lean slightly over because Philly is playing with a little bit of intensity. Obviously, they want to be more defensive-minded, but I think they can maybe – find some ways they're at least the transition game has been been fairly well they aren't just getting uh you know this is like grinding everything down to the to stone and i think nashville they like to play a bit more up tempo especially at home maybe that opens up the the prices and, and uh the offense for uh philly a little bit so a lean to the over but i'm not gonna make a bet on anything here in this one yeah, Nashville is telescoping, as in you can't find many of their players, and you can't find many of them with a telescope right now uh, on the especially in the third periods of these games. Holy shit, that's third period collapses, two games in a row for the Nashville Predators. So there's issue. Travis Konechny, I wouldn't argue with that. C Lane, he's been he's been great, and he's he's fit in. He's Torts is raving about his game. He's producing offensively for Philly. Uh, I don't mind that prop look at all. Vito, what about you? Philly, Nashville. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh... In this game, I mean, Flyers, uh, uh, from the start of the season, I mean, I've been backing some Flyers. I backed them against Devils and I backed them more games. I played actually under against the Panthers and that goal actually lost my bet uh, when they scored in the last second because I wasn't under six and a half. But I like, yeah, I mean, it's all, it's sometimes all about the coach, you know, and what's happening in the locker room, I mean, and that, that, that pushes the team to go forward, but and again, in this spot, I mean, this is the they've been on the t- two tough road games uh, in uh, Florida, right? And in, uh, in Tampa, and now they go to Nashville. And if we just look at the Nashville, I mean, we have to expect that we, we will not see the same thing happening all the time. I mean, I think Nashville is still a better team than they have shown in these uh, last games. I mean, these last four games, which they have lost. Maybe that's kind of a hangover after this Europe trip, I mean. And so on. I expect Nashville today to come out and show what they are made of. I mean, it's a tough uh, venue to play at. We all know that it's hard to play in Nashville. And uh, I took a shot with them yesterday in the regulation when it was minus 105. I took that flat price and now it's at minus 120. So I think we'd uh, recommend uh, to take Nashville here in regulation. I think just players being great of a start, but I think just. Nashville will get everything here tonight to beat this Flyers team. I mean, they have to start to put up some victory. So if this is not the spot, spot, then I don't know when is the next spot. You know, so this is the spot for Nashville, and I will take them in regulation. 
Yeah, you would think they get focused for Philly. And is Philly now going to go back the other way, regress a bit after the hot start now that they finally lost one? That remains to be seen. But I'm, I'm still okay with taking my shot with Philly just because of where the price is. And we're going to dare Nashville to uh, get going. By the way, they're one for 26 with the power play this year, Nashville. One for 26. <laughs> that was a team that was top 10 in the power play last year uh, for, for Nashville. So far, firing blanks this year. Uh, what are you thinking here, Kyle? Flyers, Preds. Yeah, I mean, you're going to like Philly. Um, he, Ian basically sold me on Philly. I was like, all right, man. Uh, <laughs> um, I watched him lose 6-1. It's, I mean, Torres is uh, – well, I think everyone kind of knows his reputation as a coach. Um, and I think he's come around to be more of like a player's coach. Still has that hard-ass side to him. But it seems like in Columbus the players respected him, especially when he was first there. And, like, he was – running with a team that maybe was overachieving and obviously the guys in Philly are responding. They have that uh, traditional broad street bullies theme and um, obviously work really hard and they've been finding ways to win. Now, with that being said, at the end of the day, Nashville is just a better team on paper. Um, so at what point do they just flip that switch and start playing and performing how they're supposed to be and what they're, but until that remains to be seen, uh, I think it's really difficult to bet on them, especially on a line like this. Um, so I don't know. I don't really like the numbers either. Um, if I had a gun to my head, I'd probably go uh, Philly in regulation. But or same bet that Ian took, just because Philly he, money line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right. But yeah, I don't know. I don't like it. <laughs> Don't like it, but lean Philly. I get it. I mean, Philly, I'm walking into something where they could be getting Nashville's best tonight and they got and they get trounced. And maybe Philly's going to level off with that first after that first loss they suffered uh, against Florida. But you, you lost to a very good Florida team and you played Tampa before that. Uh, I just thought plus 190, a good enough price against a Nashville team floundering. We'll see. Speaking of floundering, how about Colorado? Two losses in a row at home to. Okay teams, but not world beaters, Seattle and Winnipeg. And now they go on the road back-to-back here, taking on the Vegas Golden Knights. Vegas, minus 125 home favorite, six and a half the total. You know what a stat I'm going to trend track this year is? What is Colorado's win-loss record when they're an underdog this year? I want to know if they're if they're a winning team when they're an, There won't be an underdog very often, but when they are, what's their record? We've seen them an underdog once this year, and it was on a back-to-back in Calgary after playing at home the night before against Chicago, and they lost that game, and they did not play well in that game. Now, Calgary is probably a little bit better than Vegas, but it's something to keep in mind. The point is, I think there's a reason Vegas is favored here. They rest. They got the rest advantage. Colorado's kind of slumping a little bit, two straight losses, back-to-back now for the Avalanche tonight. And for Vegas, is this game probably, I would think, triple-circled for them because they want to get to where Colorado has been uh, last year. Uh, so you'd expect the uh, Golden Knights to uh, really want to get a victory here. A uh, 5-2 win for them after losing their first game of the year to Calgary. No shame in that. Uh, obviously, Flames are a good team. Jack Eichel's playing you know, better. Uh, it looks like he's healthier now. Uh, Marcheseau's gotten – John Masserole, as Don Cherry would say. Jonathan Marcheseau, uh, he's gotten off to a, a great start uh, this year for the Golden Knights. So I'm not betting the game, but I understand why, if you like Vegas, they may be worth a look here. I mean – and. I don't want to make too much of one guy being out, but one game without Devon Taves last night, who didn't play for Colorado, 
that movement and that transition game offensively was not as good for Colorado. Like they had a hard time getting the offensive push started in a lot of that game against Seattle last night. I thought they were just a little out of sync uh, offensively. Weren't able to get that puck moving north-south like normal. And uh, Devon Taves is a big part of that, playing with Kale McCarr. And without him last night, it just didn't look the same. So keep an eye on this injury. And his day-to-day, he's probably going to be out again tonight for the uh, Avalanche. Maybe that's going to be a bigger deal than we think uh, for the uh, Avalanche moving forward. By the way, they're putting Martin Kaut, someone they feel very good about, on the second line tonight for the uh, Avs with Comfer and uh, Valerie Nachushkin. Uh, so Martin Kaut might be your uh, prop value tonight if you're the Avs in this game. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Colorado, Vegas. Yeah, this would be a slight lean to Vegas. Uh, like I said, Colorado just, you know, trying to kind of round out in their form. And we talked about it at the beginning of the year that, you know, the Stanley Cup hangover, it seemed to to possibly be a real thing with this uh, Colorado team early on. Still trying to find their footing with the goaltending issues, Francois and, and, and Georgiev. And, and I've heard numerous people debate about who's better than who. And like I said, it, it's really not a matter of who's better than who. It's just who's playing well at the right time. This is a one-man, one-B system. That's what Colorado ran with Kemper and Francois last year. So they're not looking for somebody to step up and, and steal the show and be the number one goalie right now. They, they want that in, in March and April when it counts. Right now they're just trying to just get, get a feel, you know, uh, rotate guys and, and, and see how things roll. But like you mentioned, Vegas, they want to get to that spot where uh, where Colorado is, obviously. Uh, they've won nine of their last 12 games going back to last year, uh, and they've won five of the last seven meetings uh, against Colorado. So it's just a slight lean here. Uh, I don't want to leave, look at the regulation price, so I would lay a little bit of juice. If I, if I had to play this one, it's not going to make my final card, but I would look to Vegas uh, full money line as opposed to regulation here because if Colorado does you know play a little tough, maybe this one does go to OT. Yeah, I mean, that's the one thing, though. It's now two two losses in a row for Colorado. Uh, they, you are getting a good price with them. But, again, I, I've got this weird feeling they're going to have a 500 record, maybe even a losing record as an underdog this year because I find that in these spots there's going to be a reason why they're priced that way. Uh, Vito, what do you think, Colorado-Vegas? Yeah, I think this is the s- second time this year when the Avalanche is as an underdog. The first that's time right. it was Flames. Yep. And, uh, and they lost. Yeah, they lost that game. They started actually of a hot start, and I could expect actually it also in this spot since they had a game yesterday. They have again lost two games in a row, right? So I think they were carrying some momentum here today. Uh, it, perhaps they could have a good start of this game. And again, I think later in the game, Vegas might, um, might take over with the shots on net and so on. So... <laughs> For me, it's a stay off, I think, at the moment. I would actually look, at, I think, at that plus money with Avalanche. I just think that they are capable of winning any any night. We just need to get the best out of them. So, yeah, the way for me, I think I would go with Avalanche and have no official plays, but I like that over. I think the over could hit in this game. All right, liking the over here in this one and uh, the Avalanche to bounce back offensively. They just didn't look at their best, at their crispest. Uh, offensively last night. Uh, Kyle, what about you, Colorado, Vegas? Uh, I was actually going to say I like the over as well. Um, I think Colorado has been in some high-scoring games. Um, But I would, in terms of Colorado or Vegas, I think I would actually lean Colorado. Um, Obviously, they've been struggling, have a little bit of that Stanley Cup slump, but they just lost to a not-very-good Kraken team uh, last night. 
They've lost two in a row now. You got to think they're going to get up for this Vegas Vegas game. Um, obviously, one of their bigger rivalries as of late. Um, so, despite Vegas equally going to be wanting to win that game, I think Colorado just just they need to play with a chip on their shoulder. Um, it's not like you're just going into the back into a back to back game against a whatever team. Um, I think there's a lot more at stake here in terms of just having winning that regular season um, battle between the two teams. So I, I would with Colorado um, at plus one Oh five, I think I would take that. It might be a good night for McKinnon props because he only had an assist last night. That's pretty quiet by his standards. And usually when he's quiet one game, he's not the next. So getting we'll see if shots too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, and by the way, Georgiev and Thompson, by the way, is the projected uh, goaltending matchup uh, in this game tonight. So we'll see if that ends up being confirmed. Uh, Jari Merzlikens confirmed for Pitt Columbus. Quick Kemper, LA Washington. Ottinger Allen confirmed Dallas Montreal. So uh, that's where we're at with goaltending there. Just some updates with that. All right, we're down to our last two games. This massive card, Carolina, Calgary. Calgary minus 135, home favorite, six the total. Give me the flames here. I love this team in this spot off a loss. So is Carolina. I expect Carolina is going to want to bounce back too, but I trust Calgary to be the team to bounce back. If you saw shots of Daryl Sutter, now maybe you can't tell. He's got that bitter face, beer face, bitter beer face, we like to say all the time, but even when they're winning. But he was not impressed with that shoddy defense against Buffalo, and they got ripped apart defensively. Really uncharacteristic of the Calgary Flames. But Buffalo's a damn good hockey team, good young team. They're getting better. I think Calgary bounces back. Uh, Freddie Anderson, we'll see if he's in net, but he had a tough night uh, against Edmonton. Uh, and the defense, which had been so good, uh, earlier uh, in the season before the Edmonton game, they got ripped apart. And Markstrom's back in net after getting pulled against Buffalo. You know, I like good veteran goalies like that to bounce back after they've been pulled. I'd expect uh, Jacob Markstrom to be better uh, for the uh, Calgary Flames tonight. And I will say this about the hot start defensively for Carolina. We have to keep in mind Columbus, San Jose, and Seattle were those three opponents. Then they played Edmonton. They finally wilted defensively and gave up some goals. Now they're playing another good team. So, We'll see. Maybe that Carolina defense, which we know is pretty good. Maybe a lot of the great results we saw in those first three games were the opponent as well. That it's a weaker offense, it's weaker teams. So I like Calgary in this spot. Bounce back at the Saddle Dome, uh, minus 135. My pick to win the uh, Western Conference and beat my my pick to win the Stanley Cup. I've got Flames over the Rangers in the Stanley Cup final this year. Calgary want minus 135 for me. Alex, Hurricanes, Flames. Yeah, this is a bit of a G-check kind of game for Carolina. You said with the the opponents they've had, you know, are they are they truly contenders or, or are they fraudulent? Had you know, it's it's early to tell, but obviously playing a Calgary team off of the way that they played against Edmonton, they need to, to bounce back as well. So I think this is gonna be a really good back and forth battle. I actually lean with the over six, even though these are two teams I trust defensively, especially Calgary said having an uncharacteristically off night in that last game defensively. But I think this is going to be the offenses kind of willing their way to six goals. It won't be a freewheeling kind of – it won't be like Calgary-Edmonton where we see just goals galore, uh, you know, every couple of minutes. The, these teams are going to work hard against one another and, and find ways to score. So it's a lean to six. I don't know if it will make my official card, but I think this will be a, a fun one to watch late night tonight. And uh, this will be a, a true test for both of these clubs. Like I said, they're, they're uh, a lot of people's favorites to win their respective conferences and, and make it to the cup final. Yeah, no question. For Carolina props, Seth Jarvis, and you know Martin Natchez, moving to the country, going to meet me, Marty Natchez. I think he's going to, you know, he's been my prop guy 
uh, for them. Seth Jarvis as well for Calgary. Dylan Dubé, Elias Lindholm's a good look as well. Uh, I think this could be – I think Jonathan Huberto after a bad game. I, I, I trust him maybe to get going. Uh, those would be some props I'd look at here. Vito, what about you? Carolina, Calgary. Yeah, well, actually I was looking to bet against this Carolina team and they are on the road because from what I see last year, I mean, this is a big home team. You know, they are playing much better at home than they do on the road. I yep. took a shot with Sharks, Sharks actually in the first game on the money line. Well, fall off a little bit short. They lo- lo- lost. It was then, a close game though. Two. Yep. It was a close game. I mean, the under, I guess, was the right play, but whatever. Um, and I... Bet against the Carolina, obviously, with Oilers. I took the money line. And now in this spot, I think also I should... These are two very good teams, I mean. And any of these teams can win. I mean, Carolina can also win this game. But I just also like Flames better in this spot. I mean, at home, they are dominant. And it's just the Carolina team, which which on the road is not the same as they are at home, you know. So I kind of want to stay away betting on Carolina when they are on the road. And that's pretty much it about it. Kyle, how about you? Good game here. Carolina, Calgary, late night. Yeah, uh, definitely a great game. Uh, like everyone's been saying, two of the top teams, um, both coming off losses. I'm going to go draw, take a card out of Alex's book. And um, I, I think it's going to be tightly played. Um, I don't think it's going to be high scoring. So maybe look at the under, but I, I don't know what the odds are on the draw, but. Around plus, plus three, yeah, 20, yeah, plus three. I've seen as high as plus three forty a couple of shots. Wow. So, a little overtime for uh, Kyle there. It's I like that he picked a draw. Every time Alex has mentioned a draw, I see this big smile. He loves the draw bets. Like it's good. It, it's a good bet though. It's it is. It's a, it's a good value. Uh, so it's it fitting that you picked a draw before we wrapped up this uh, card today, Kyle. Like and uh, maybe some overtime here with uh, Carolina and Calgary. All right, final game. We've reached the uh, summit here, uh, if you will. This massive. What is it? Thirteen games on the card today. Buffalo and Vancouver. Uh, the Canucks minus one fifty five home favorites, six and a half the total. Now this is one of those spots where, and I say this: if you've been taking Buffalo. Like I have, you know, Calgary, uh, I took the team total over. I didn't take the money line. I took the team total over two and a half. And I took uh, Buffalo against uh, Edmonton. I think I think I did that night as well. Yeah. But I've been riding Buffalo, either team total or money line. If you've been riding Buffalo, I say bet him again here because you've got a winless Vancouver team that cannot protect the lead. That's also in a spot where they're coming home off a long road trip as well. You know, I get it. It's their home opener. You know, they want to put on a good show here. First game at home. Uh, they should be, uh, you know, really amped up. But they're just not playing good enough hockey here. I like Buffalo. I am going to bet Buffalo. But here's my word of caution for you. Okay, Buffalo's just come off two huge wins against Calgary and Edmonton. You know, it feels like clunker is right around the corner for the Sabres. And Eric Comrie was a big part of those two victories. Very good in net for Buffalo. And there's some hints going around based on what I'm reading that Don Granado is going to rest him tonight and go to old man winter, uh, Craig Anderson, uh, potentially in net tonight for the Sabres. So that does concern me a little bit uh, in this game, that they rest the guy that's been just awesome in net for the Sabres on this road trip. So, But at the same time, there's no way I can lay a buck 55 with Vancouver in their current plight. They're not protecting leads. They're not playing great defensively. Demko's been average as well, but a lot of it's been the bad play uh, in front of them. 
Uh, I'd go with Buffalo here, plus 135. And I'd look at some props as, and a team total over with Buffalo as well, uh, which is two and a half again. You got to lay some juice here, two and a half minus 145. But this is this is going to be a gold mine all year. Buffalo's team totals whenever they're two and a half. They can score three goals this team. Tage Thompson, goal props worth a look. Uh, definitely tuck at a hat trick. Can't go wrong there. Keep an eye on Jason, John, J.J. Paterka, Turka, Turka. J.J. Paterka, watch out for him. That's a reference from – I can't even remember what that's from. It was some old show or movie I remember from way back it's in the a, day. Yeah, it's an old TV show. I'm trying to think of it too, man. I know, I know the that's, reference. J.J. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Paterka, Turka, Turka. Yeah, uh, he's been excellent so far for the uh, Buffalo Sabres. Uh, he's been doing a nice job for them. And I think he's worth a prop look tonight in this game for Buffalo. So I like, I'm going to split it up. I'm going to have half my stake on Buffalo team total over two and a half, half of it on plus 135. And I might even jump in on an over six and a half full game as well, because Vancouver just keeps going over the total with blowing these leads and this horse shit defense and uh, that they've had here so far this season. All right, Alex, uh, final game. What do you think, Buffalo-Vancouver? So I'm going with a little bit of a different kind of play. I'm going with Vancouver first period puck line. Laying the half goal, plus 145 available at Bet Online right now. But I'm doing that in hopes of getting a one nothing or hopefully even a 2 nothing lead. Hey, if you're going to bet Vancouver, bet them early. Yep. And bet them early and then come right back on the other side and then try to get an even better price with Buffalo. Uh, I don't think they're going to just completely blow leads every single night. But I do think this could be a back-and-forth kind of game, and I think you'll be able to get a better value number on Buffalo. I wouldn't be shocked to see this, obviously. I, I, I joke about 2 nothing, but I do think this could be a one nothing Vancouver start, like I said, Buffalo, three, uh, third game in four nights, and going with Craig Anderson. And that Looking at his numbers, and you have to take it with a bit of a grain of salt because he's played so long. He is 9-13-2 with a 3-11 goals against average, a 8-96 save percentage. I think one of those two in that column might actually be a tie from way back in the day, so – uh, like I said, you gotta gotta really kind of kind of look through and, and come through that. But but point being is that he's just not nearly as good of a goalie as he's been in the last few years. Comrie seems to be the guy who's slowly rising to take that number one job. And this could be a spot where Vancouver, with the home opener, with the bad losses, they they need something to get the bad taste out of their mouth. If they're gonna do it, they gotta play a full sixty minutes, and it's gotta start with another hot twenty minutes. Something we have seen from them uh, so far this season. So I'm gonna go Canucks first period puck line, but potentially looking for a, a Buffalo live play uh, at, at what should be an inflated price higher than uh, one thirty five. Yeah, they had a 2 nothing lead first period against Columbus, and they had 2-2 with Minnesota after the first period. So, again, they've played strong early in games. It's been holding these leads and late in games where things have fallen apart. Uh, Vito, what do you think, Sabres, Canucks? Yeah, well, i got not, nothing much in this game. I mean, Buffalo after winning uh, – give me a second, actually, to check. I think Buffalo won both of the games, right? Swept Alberta, two of the best teams yeah. in the NHL, and they swept them. So exactly. Coming in a high, and now in this spot, I mean, they will feel confident about themselves, and they're going to have a desperate Vancouver team against them. And even if Vancouver is coming off a road trip, and it should be a bad spot, but, I mean, that was a bad road trip. So let's not forget that. And I think Vancouver in this spot, they – they have to start winning win at some point some point in this season. And again, when when next game they're gonna play is against uh, Carolina. So that's gonna yep. be a, maybe a hard one. So yep. when 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 to start to win, I mean and last season they also had a bad start of the season. They uh, fired the coach, they hired Bruce Boudreaux and now everybody was expecting a hot start from this team and here we are. I mean zero oh four, right? Or was the record of oh five even I think. So, yeah, it's just terrible. And, I mean, I have not pulled the trigger yet, but 
I think Vancouver should win this game, and only way how to look at it, it is uh, the regulation. I mean, it's like plus 105. I'm still have concerns, obviously, about that and so on. But yeah, I think I would look at uh, Carola, uh, I mean, Canucks here just because Sabres have just offered two big wins, and I think they might come here overconfident and they have a desperate Canucks team which is going to give their best today. There we go. I found out what that's from. The Durka, Durka, Durka. Team America, World Police. Yeah, that's what it is. Okay. I thought that's what it was, too. I was yeah, like, okay. I yeah. look it up. I was like, right. I yeah. animated There we go. That's my yeah, new, because I'm trying to do some kind of funny song every now and then or some catchphrase to uh, get me you know, when I'm referencing a guy's name. And this one just stood out when I saw J.J. Paterka. Paterka, Turka, Turka for the uh, Buffalo Sabres. So there you go. That's what it's from. I remember that movie. That's a throwback movie. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, back to my youth. I was in high school when that shit came out. Oh, my gosh. And I'm going to be 40 in three years. So, oh, my gosh. It's a scary thought. All right, Kyle, final game here. What are you liking here? Sabres, Canucks. Uh, yeah, I don't know. This is an interesting one. So I typically don't like teams on their home openers. They – Specific, like you would think the opposite. Uh, just having, in general or off a road trip? Just in general. Like I played in one in Chicago and you were waiting around for so long. Now, I also didn't see the ice for the first seven minutes of the game. So <laughs> I, I think the time between warm up and when I actually played my first shift was like over an hour. And it's not like you're like in the dressing room on the bike uh keeping the legs fresh like you are just standing and if you stand for an hour straight and then go and try and play an athletic sport uh your legs just don't respond so i agree with everything like vancouver is going to be desperate they like need to find a way to win i'm sure they're getting shredded by the media in vancouver um gonna want to show out show up for their home crowd um and Buffalo. So I don't know. I like it's, it's an, it's another one of those weird situations where you got a desperate team should be better playing a team. That's not so like very similar to the Philly Philly game. Um, so I, I would probably stay away. I'm biased towards Buffalo. I played with uh, Henestrosa for quite some time and he's been off to a hot start. Um, Want to see him do well. Uh, and, and, this, and like, I, I like the underdog too. Um, so I, I would go with Buffalo, but that's more of like not a very educated bet, more just like I played with Vinny Hinnestrosa, bet Buffalo. <laughs> there you go. I'm translating it the way you're thinking right now, right? He's my guy, bet them. Exactly. <laughs> Wait, and you, you make a great point though about the you know the ceremonies for opening night and different things. And maybe we start seeing teams do what the Detroit Red Wings did last night in Chicago. They didn't even come out for the anthem. They stayed in, and, and they knew it was going to be a big, long, drawn-out process. They knew they're going to, and you know, bring everybody on the ice. Of course, it's a big ovation for Kane and Taves as well. So uh, maybe they, you know, they sit in the, in the locker room, and, and rather than you know, sitting, standing on the bench and going through the motions, maybe they kind of, uh, you know, just doing that little, you know, part maybe reframes their mindset a little bit. You think we see teams do that a little bit more, possibly? We, so. The game that I was there for was the banner raising ceremony, so it was extra right. long. Yeah, and um, what was I gonna say? Yeah, new. So we were playing the Rangers. They were in the locker room. Mm-hmm. Literally came out in the first minute, scored. Right. Like, oh, this, this is tough. Well, you guys came uh, back and won that one, right? That no, lost three two. Uh, yeah, I mean, they ended up evening out, but it right. was. 
it was just like a super slow start um, okay. that we didn't end up recovering from. Uh, it's a, it's a great point, you know, and that's what that's why we love, you know, when we have. Obviously, we've had we've had Nate Rapinski, we've had uh, uh, Mike Hamilton, we've had you know Kyle Bond on last year, we had Carl Alsner, Bobby Ryan. You go on down the list, all the plays. It's great perspective. It makes you think, especially for betters. Even it makes you think about the game through their lens, right. you know, quite a bit and experiences that maybe you wouldn't consider on your own. What they might be thinking, players that take the ice every night, but you hear stuff like that and it makes you think about it a different way. All right. Glad I was able to add a little bit of value. You, of course you were. Absolutely. Oh, for sure, definitely. Now, before we wrap up and get to best bets, uh, I know you're a big football guy, and we'll give you that chance. And by the way, I'm, I am very uh, uh, happy that I always say if the show goes much longer than 90 minutes, it's too long. And the fact we packed in 13 games with four people talking about every game and just around 90 minutes is great. Yeah. So this is what we aim for. We don't want to go too much longer past 90 minutes. But, Kyle, you're a big football guy. Give us things you like in the NFL. Uh, for tomorrow, we'll give you that opportunity. You're really throwing me on the spot when I have not prepared. Oh wow! <laughs> what I do like is the San Fran KC game. Um, I'm looking forward to watching that one. Um, oh, I'm just pulled up the schedule here. The debut of Christian McCaffrey. Who's, they've got a lot of injuries. Did, are they? Did they say he's going to play? I will, don't know. I haven't heard. It's game time decision. I, yeah, I can't right. imagine he. They will. That's that's awfully quick to throw. That's pretty in. quick. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, but you, if you could have them in as like a goal line situations kind of thing, or just like in very unique situations, up in the air, they say for McCaffrey tomorrow. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, you got to think the Bucks are gonna step Stop up. Carolina, yeah, Carolina. Yeah. Well, they don't have a quarterback. They just uh, the Bucks have been very average as of late, so I would. Like to see them hefty line move though. I opened 10 and a half all week. We're now seeing 13, 13 and a half. So, Which, not surprising. So, as far as yeah. a betting play on that, uh, not sure. Um, but I don't know. I like the only thing I the year when uh, Patriots, I mean, I mean they're down, they're down to Scrub City at quarterback. It's got to be said, Carolina, PJ Walker, and Jacob Eason. Neither guy can fucking play. Okay, yeah, I've right. seen now multiple <laughs> weeks now. All right, they, they and, just can't. And like, if Tom Brady like actually starts hitting his receivers and they actually start executing and like putting up points, like that could be an absolute blowout. Yeah, it could um, be twenty four six easy. Yeah, right. Um, but if they don't figure it out, then who knows? Uh, what else we got? And things aren't all right with the Bucs. That's a concern I have, too. Like, the, the way Brady's yelling at his offensive line and receivers in the Pittsburgh That's lot. what I mean. you got to assume they sort it out. Like, they, he always <laughs> does seem to figure it out. But uh, you got Giselle stuff going on. It's like – Divorce. He wants to, that's because he wants to keep playing. Giselle yeah. said, fuck you. You're not retiring. You, you're not staying with the family now more like you promised. You still want to keep playing football. I think that's the crux of their – and if he's and if he's projecting those problems on his offensive line, that that's that's very uh, troublesome. Well, look, he took off, right? he fucked off to go to uh, <laughs> owner Rob Kraft's wedding uh, in New, uh, you know, the, which was also a crazy play, right? Like, yeah, Kraft, two days before the game on a Friday, he goes to Robert Kraft's kid's wedding. Hood, even Hoodie didn't do that. Hoodie won his game last week against Cleveland. They beat down the Browns. What's Brady? He didn't go to the wedding. Brady went to the wedding. What did he do? Shit the bed right. against the Steelers. That's what he did. Yeah, no, I, I yeah. completely completely agree. Um, 
Bears Patriots. I don't know what the line is, but I feel like it could be kind of interesting. Alex is a Bears fan, so we'll have a take on. Yeah, we're seeing we're seeing eights with Patriots, and and honestly, that game screams under to me. Bears uh, bringing a a young quarterback, Justin Fields, against Belichick. We've seen how Belichick defenses have devoured young QBs over the last two decades. Yeah, that could get ugly. So. uh, wouldn't 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 lay eight either with Patriots. Probably a pass for me. Is Mac Jones back or no? It's Zappy, and, and honestly, yeah. Zappy might be the better option because you know, I, Jones is, is Jones has fumbled the ball. Jones has thrown some interceptions. Zappy's a little bit more. And Zappy's a guy I watched play uh, Western Kentucky closely. He's uh-huh. a guy who doesn't make a lot of mistakes, despite being groomed from a you know high kind of uh, up tempo offense. So, yeah. Uh, Only Alex and I would know how good Bailey Zappi was coming into this year because we watched Western Kentucky college football. So there you go. We know all about Bailey. You guys aren't surprised. Hmm? You guys aren't surprised to see him thriving. No, I'm not. Not really. Mm -hmm. He's got a pretty good good arm. Better than Brian Hoyer. Yep. Yes. Definitely. I I agree. They made the right move, giving him the starts. So there you go. A little NFL talk to uh, wrap up the uh, show. Uh, And and the Spincy game could be interesting. Love that over. Yeah, I like the over there, Atlanta. Since and Atlanta hasn't, Atlanta has failed, has covered every point spread this year. Perfect ATS. I think they will again. Cincinnati's winning games, but not easily. They barely beat New Orleans last week. Uh, you know, every win's been close but, for the most but part. Been, they've been getting better. I feel like they're trending. They are. I agree with that. I like. I still like the Falcons there and over the total. All right, good stuff. Uh, great show. Uh, Kyle, we'll get you back on later this season for sure. Uh, and uh, I know weekends is best for you, so we'll get you back on a Saturday or Sunday in the near future. All right, best bets to wrap things up. It's been a long show. Let's put a kibosh on this and wrap it up. Alex, uh, what do you think here for best bet today? Well, actually get some better value now since I gave this play out about an hour ago, but we'll go with Penguins and the Blue Jackets. Uh, first period over two, I'm seeing plus 110s and even some plus 115s around. So uh, I think that's going to be a high-scoring first period. Uh, somebody mentioned in the chat with Blue Jackets 0-4 in the first period. They've struggled uh, to get things rolling that first 20, and we've seen the offense be red hot for the Pens. So let's go Pittsburgh and CBJ. First period over two, plus 110. That's my best bet tonight. There you go. Pittsburgh, Columbus, over two, first period. Best bet for Alex P. Smith. Vito, best bet. First of all, Devils just now scored. I mean, that took them forever. So many scoring chances. But finally, Sharangovic opens the scoring there. Nice. And, yeah, uh, one more bet. I have actually just now the Rangers for tomorrow in regulation at minus 105. So if somebody has the line open, I think that might drop. And today, well, since Devils already scored, I cannot go with that. Should decide between regulation or Ottawa regulation. But I think, what's the price for Ottawa regulation? I think it's pretty small. Where we have Ottawa, well, it's, yeah, it's 1.65 in my book. So, let's take a shot. I will go with the... Minus 165 in regulation, Ottawa? But, uh, no, that's 1.65. I have European odds. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's, so it's like minus 140, right? Something like that. Yeah, you can Ottawa. get that in some spots. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. if that's okay for the best bet, 
Yep. Give me that. Give me all. I would go with cents. Yeah, it's whatever you like most. You know, it's whatever price. Yeah, whatever that's around a minus one fifty-five. If you said yeah. one point six four in decimal, yeah, I had to yeah. do a little. It's around minus one fifty-five in regulation. So we'll give you that. Ottawa in regulation. Yeah, give me Ottawa. Uh, Ottawa in regulation minus one fifty-five against Arizona for best bet. All right, Kyle. You, I think you did good with these last time. What do you like here for best bet? So the Bruin, the Bruins bets out, right? <laughs> Yeah, that started already. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's Newsflash, that game's playing already. Yes, it's, it's looking good. Um, what's the what's the Leafs money line? Uh, it's minus one seventy, or you could go in regulation for a better price, minus one ten. Yeah, I'm gonna go with my I'm gonna go with my Leafs. There you go. Minus, we'll give you minus one ten uh, in yes. regulation. We'll force them to actually get shit done in three periods tonight. So there you go. Like, Toronto they, and regulation. They got to step up at some point. It's, it's tough to watch. Yeah, you think? You think? Well, we'll see. Great two good games. <laughs> you never know with that group. Uh, by the way, if uh, you got to rewind to some of these shows we did in the past, the app, the, the, go back to June first, two thousand twenty-one, because I actually sent this to Jay Rosehill, who's joining us on Tuesday, and it was a rant of all time for me about the Leafs. They had just got knocked out by Montreal. That embarrassing. Seven game loss where they crapped the bed and shit the bed and blew a three one lead. I'm ripping on the fans. I'm ripping on Mitch Marner. Uh, it was at the time making more money than Nate McKinnon. That's obviously no longer the case now since McKinnon got his big uh, contract in the off season. But June, t- search it on YouTube. The Ice Guys, June one, two thousand twenty one. Memorable show. Memorable oh, rant. Wow. I'll go check it out. No, I, I as much as I, I'm from, and I, I spent twenty five minutes, Kyle, talking. Uh, like Kyle, uh, Alex didn't even get a fucking word. Like, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Yeah. Lose my mind, you know. It's, absolutely, they're, getting... they're hilarious to watch. As much as I want to see them win, it's like it's also hilarious to see them lose. I don't know. Yes. It's yeah. so actually, hey, maybe that's not the best bet. They'll but... make you angry. They'll make you cry. They'll make you laugh. <laughs> the Leafs. That's what they do uh, to their fans yearly. All right, my best bet. Uh, we're gonna go. Uh, I fell into a burning ring of fire. I went down, 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 and the flames went higher. And it burns, burns, burns. The ring of fire. The ring of fire. Calgary Flames minus 135 uh, against the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. We're coming back to the well with them tonight uh, to get the job done against uh, the Carolina Hurricanes. And a little Johnny Cash on the way out. Best bet here for Saturday. That's a wrap. What a show. Thanks to everybody. Alex, Vito, Kyle, great job as our guest today. Uh, Hit the like button on the way out. We gave you an hour, 40 minutes. Can't do better than that. Uh, For Alex, for Vito, for Kyle, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Saturday. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will be back tomorrow, Sunday, noon Eastern, for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by National Hockey Now. 